0: Okay, Luke 22, verse 28. But you are those, yeah, that's where we want to start. Verse 28, but you are those who have continued, say continued. Now Jesus is speaking after his betrayal There were those who were struggling to see who was the greatest He says but you are those who have continued with me And, and the word continued is a word, that it's relational in the Greek So you continued your relationship with me in my trials And I bestow upon you a kingdom Just as my father bestowed one upon me That you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom And sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel And so Jesus gives them a word That not only speaks of now Where they've been They've continued But what they're going to receive And then what they're going to eventually receive Even in the heavens Now last time Was it last week? Yes We began by talking about humanity's two greatest tragedies Does anybody remember what they were? The first one was You remember Anybody See that's you got to remember this stuff You got you remember more in your spirit More is called than taught And that's what I'm believing for Because most people you say well, What did he preach on? Well he preached out of a book I think it was the Bible You know that's all they, We need to really know this stuff But not just know it Know it here in the spirit But we, the first tragedy is If somebody lives their whole life They never come to Jesus And they depart And they spend eternity in hell separated from God. That's a tragedy. The other is the church. And that is if we miss our time, our day of visitation. It is a tragedy that we will regret. Now I know he will wipe away the tears. But I know there will be a time of regret. If we miss our day of visitation. That's the thing he spoke to me yesterday that got my attention. He said, this is your hour of visitation. I said, I believe. We don't want to miss it. Now, Luke chapter 22, even though Jesus was betrayed, he still fulfilled his purpose. Look in verse 22. And truly the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he was betrayed. So there was betrayal, but there was a purpose that he came to fulfill. Look in verse 37. For I say to you, that this which is written must still be accomplished in me, now, he's talking about how he would be numbered among the transgressors. But still, it was written. Whatever was written, we know, will be fulfilled. Whatever's written about your life is to be fulfilled. For the things concerning me have an end. The word end means a definite point or goal, a conclusion, an act, a state. Listen to this it means an ultimate prophetic purpose. Did you get it? There's an ultimate prophetic purpose for your life. There's a destiny, there's a goal that God has been preparing us for. Now, we'll come back to Luke 22 because there's some more things in that we've got to see, but back in Hebrews chapter 12, you don't have to turn there. Well, you can because we're going to be in Hebrews. But remember what God is up to in this hour. He said, yet once more, he's going to do something. What is it? I will shake not only the heavens, the earth, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken Now contrary to some people It is not the devil who is doing the shaking It is God God says I will shake Everything that can be shaken So that that which cannot be shaken may remain So at the same time There's a great shaking Others are receiving a kingdom That cannot be shaken, right? Right? It's going to happen at the same time. During the great shaking, others will receive. We are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And let us have grace whereby we may draw near acceptably and serve God without fear. It's a powerful picture of the unshakable kingdom, but also something else. Now, in Luke 22, Jesus is assuring his disciples that you're eventually going to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. So that means they're going to make it. They continued with him, they did not fall away, they did not go AWOL, they stayed the course following him, being related with him, and they eventually are gonna be rewarded in the heavens. So there's an unshakable kingdom and there's an enduring kingdom. Everybody with me? I'm not gonna let anybody go to sleep, you gotta get this so I can deposit it. I believe it's coming from God. There's an unshakable kingdom and what else? An enduring or a continuing kingdom. And that's what he said. He said, you are those who continued with me in, my, in relationship with me. And I bestow upon you a kingdom as my father bestowed upon me. And you shall sit on the throne and judge the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, I, I wrote a book. I, really, I did, and it's back there. But anyway, I can quote out of my own book because I wrote it. But I borrowed a story. It was about this uh, ship Called The Endurance And you can read about it but it's a story I think they even made a movie about it By Alfred Lansing It was about Sir Henry Shackleton And his crew of 27 And one castaway And how they were going to set out From London and go into the South polar continent The first human beings they ever explore Or go on that route And they set sail August the 1st 1914 But before, in fact, what, what they sailed in was a ship. It was originally called the Polaris. But in keeping with their family name, they had a Latin name for that ship, but they, it was called By Endurance We Conquer. Now, for two years before they set sail, Shackleton was continually disappointed because men would make promises to him of financial support, and it never came through, so he, he had to endure all of that. Yet he wouldn't give up, he was persevering He kept holding on to the horns of the altar And eventually through his confidence they set sail Well when they left London They went through this, the Weddell Sea And they were battered by gale force winds of 150 miles per hour Now I've been in 150 miles per hour hurricane force winds and some, How many of you have? Pretty serious And above 150 is very serious but on a wooden ship It was a wooden masted ship And uh, they said there were waves Up to 80 feet high at times Temperatures would plunge Minus 100 degrees Below zero And there were long polar nights That would last weeks they, you know, they, Because of the polar nights the, the shortened days and such And so they went through stuff That it was almost humanly Impossible to survive And then The ship came to a screeching halt. They wrecked up against some ice waters in uh, these ice-packed seas. They had to get out and finish the 1,000-mile journey on foot in those temperatures, drifting on ice packs, crossing unnamed mountains and regions. But Shackleton was determined that he was going to get every man entrusted to him back home safely. Not one was to be lost, And that was, even though it was insurmountable odds And guess what happened He made it, if you remember the story Shackleton, eventually at the end Every man survived No one perished It was an impossible feat As far as man was concerned But one thing that helped them Is they refused to ever consider failure as an option They said, we don't even want to bring the word up We will succeed we will make it and they did now look with me over in Hebrews chapter 10 there's an anointing you gotta grab hold to it this morning and um, you know it's really cool we don't care I mean there's. I don't know how many people are here I don't know how many people are watching there could be one or there could be a million we would still have just as much confidence faith and fire it doesn't determine Listen, you know when you preach And you speak God's word You're speaking in the heavens His word will never return void And that word is carried by angels To different parts of the earth I don't understand the whole picture If I did it would probably scare me to death You know what I mean But anyway I'm just going to preach the word You speak the word I'm going to show you something in a minute It's going to blow you away About something about speaking the word But look in Hebrews chapter 10 Verse 32 But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated Or you were enlightened, you know, you came to this revelation of Jesus You endured a great struggle with sufferings Partly while you were made a spectacle Both by reproaches and tribulations And partly while you became companions of those who, who were so treated You know, you get in trouble because if you choose to follow the Lord But you get in trouble if you follow those who follow the Lord or you hang around those who follow I many of you know what I'm talking about For you had compassion on me and my chains And joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods Knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven Therefore do not cast away your confidence Which has great reward Now the word Confidence means, all, now listen what it means. I, I think I know what it meant, but then when I looked it up, it meant all outspokenness, frankness, bluntness, and assurance. It's a word that speaks of speech, boldness of speech. That's what we need in our political leaders. We don't need them to soften up. We need them to continue being confident and speak the word boldly, regardless of the politically correct crowd around you. Because we're biblically correct. We want to speak God's word. Boldness, confidence, bluntness. You'll be accused of being awfully shrewd and blunt. So be it. So be it. We've got to be that way. The time is short. We don't have time for milly-mouthing around. We've got to speak what God says. If you're not going to speak what God says, get out of the way. Somebody's behind you waiting to rise up. You know what I'm talking about. But we're not going to get out of the way. We're not of those that draw back. We need people to stand up and speak Especially it's going to be challenging in this hour You might pay a price So what? So what, what kind of price is it compared to what he paid for you? There's no comparison Now look in verse 36 For you have need of endurance Say I need endurance, I need endurance. So that after you have done the will of God You may receive the promise and then they quote from Habakkuk, one of my favorite scriptures. You know, for yet a little while, and the vision tarries, though wait for it. You know, So he says, for yet a little while, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition or destruction, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. And then he goes into chapter 11, now faith is is now the word endurance means to stay under means to remain undergo bear the trials have fortitude persevere i can promise you there are going to be opportunities to quit quitters are a dime a dozen i think back at all those they tell me how many people leave the ministry every month God, how could I have made it 35 years? It just blows, you know what I mean. They tell me people quit. And I know people. They go, they sell cars or whatever. You know, the call, the gifts and callings are without repentance. But Thursday morning, I woke up. Now, all this is in my spirit. And I remembered, most of you probably remember this story, but Winston Churchill, you guys may have never heard this, but you know, he was a great statesman, and they invited him to speak. I believe it was a university. So they're all ready, excited, Winston Churchill's coming to speak, what's he going to say? They had their notes, they're ready Winston Churchill gets up and you know what he said? You guys remember, some of you He got up and he said, never give up And he turned around and sat down And so they said, what? That's it? He said more than three words than some can say in 3,000 words Endurance is going to be needed in these last days there are going to be challenges beyond human it's, just, it's human You won't even be able to explain it Why? You'll wonder why well, Probably because some demons have been released on the earth So the church can define the times rather than the demons Because a kingdom is being bestowed upon you Has been And we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken So what do we need to endure in this hour? Are you guys with me? We'll list about six things It won't take too long Then we'll pray Pray for people to find Jesus Because there are people You know that need Jesus I promise you The church is filled in America With people that have Just enough religion They've been blinded And they don't know the Lord They, they, have ne- they not only cannot continue They've never begun a relationship We need to make sure We are in the relationship And we're continuing on And Let nothing Cause us to step aside From fulfilling our purpose Hebrews chapter 12 What are we to endure This, This will get our attention And you have forgotten Verse 5 Hebrews 12 5 And you have forgotten the exhortation Which speaks to you as to sons My son Do not despise the chastening Of the Lord What's the word chastening mean Discipline Nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. That's interesting. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges. Say scourge. He scourges every son whom he receives. If if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there? Whom a father does not chasten But if you are without chastening Of which all have become partakers Then you are illegitimate And you're not sons Furthermore if we have had many Had human fathers who corrected us And we paid them respect Shall we not much more readily be in subjection To the father A true father will discipline his children That's a fatherhood We need fathers in the land America needs fathers Who will raise a standard and uh, be blunt and bold and confident And not back down no matter who comes against them Now no chastening No, 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 verse 10, you got to back up For they indeed a few days chastened us as seemed best to them But he, God, for our prophet That we may par- be partakers of What? His holiness We are going to be holy One way or the other now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Say painful. You know what the word painful means, Dylan? Full of pain. Hmm. What? Nevertheless, afterward. Say afterward. Jabez. Afterward. Afterward means after. That's what it means. Ah, Therefore, where are we? What verse am I reading in? Oh verse 11 Afterward yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness To those who have been trained By it Now there are three words we need to understand Chasten means discipline Then rebuke, rebuke God rebukes people And then scourge You know what the word scourge means To flog or to whip How many of you have ever had an old fashioned Whipping from God Now I don't know how much we need to get into it this morning. But you know, God disciplines nations. Nations? See, better. Because I'll just have you look at it later. We won't go there. I'll stick to the point. But Isaiah 26 talks about if God, you know, if if basically if he doesn't show forth his judgment, the wicked will never learn righteousness. If God removes his hand of discipline, that nation will continue down a path of rebellion and destruction Because the wages of sin is death So whom God loves he disciplines God needs to discipline our nation You know I was thinking about the abortion Recently we saw Shirley and I a replica of Molech You know Molech was the demon entity Where they would bring their children to Molech And offer their children as sacrifice to Molech they would be offered as in the fire and there's a place Molech I guess his hands were extended right yeah like this and they would bring their children and lay them on his hands and there was a slide that would be that would go into the idol where there was a fire and they would devour the children and I thought you know God what's the difference today you know we thought we were going to take a stand against abortion and yet this budget you know, The church should be an up in arms We don't have a, that big of a voice but those who have a voice need to be up in arms Saying there should be no money towards p- Planned Parenthood God lifted the skirts of Planned Parenthood for all the world to see The selling of baby body parts And now we're continuing to fund Planned Parenthood. It is an absolute disgrace in the sight of God. God have mercy on our nation. And if he loves us, he will discipline us. If he doesn't love us, he will withdraw his hand. That's what Isaiah said. But God will not withdraw his hand. Because he's got a purpose to fulfill in us. He's not going to let us continue down our road of rebellion. I believe he's going to rise up You ought to read Just read Isaiah 26 1-12 and you'll see what I'm talking about Later But we must endure chastening Now the rain falls on the just and the unjust If God Loves America and he disciplines America Do you think we're going to feel some of the effects But at the same time The world is being shaken We are receiving a kingdom At the same time they cannot be shaken. You got that? At the same time, we got to remember, it's don't forget this. Okay, so we endure chastening. Secondly, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others. You therefore must endure, what does it say? Hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Do you know we're soldiers? We're warriors. It was prophesied and we've heard that. We know that. God was just reminding us. We're worshipers and we're warriors. The one ship no one wants to embark on is the hardship. You know what I mean? It's part of it's part of your calling. It's part of your DNA. Jesus said share you know he's looking for those that will share with him in his sufferings it's going to be a great defining moment in America between the religion and those who have a relationship I'm telling you it's going to be separation of the wheat goat that's why we got a battle for these nations we meant that Venezuela shall not be a goat nation it shall be a sheep nation we got to speak these things Over these nations And America shall not be a goat nation We shall be a sheep nation And God's kingdom will come And his will will be done We just need people to rise up It won't happen if we sit down If we drop out or we go AWOL It won't happen Alright 2 Timothy chapter 4 Go with me over there You guys Everybody here if if you left tell me you left what did they do with second timothy did they take it out of the bible oh there it is i found it they didn't take it out thank god well some people take the bible out they don't even preach the bible anyway second timothy chapter 4 i charge you therefore before god and and um, the lord jesus christ who will judge The living and the dead, at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort, all these things. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but what are they going to do? Heap up for themselves teachers that tickle their ears. But you, verse 5, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions. Say affliction. Do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. People want ministry without the afflictions. It ain't happening. It's not going to happen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Now, I know the rest says, but the Lord delivers them out of them all, but you don't know when the timing of that. You don't know the timing of that. So, fulfill your ministry. Endure afflictions. Don't quit many. You know, Psalm 119 in verse 68, here's what it says. This is something you've got to get in your spirit. If you're just a Sunday go, you know, that's it. You're not walking Monday through Saturday. I don't know if you're going to understand this, but in verse 68. But it says, for you are good, speaking of God, and do good. Teach me your statutes. And so he's confessing that. And then in verse 71 of that, he says, it is, David said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I may learn your statutes. How many of you prayed that prayer before? Some of you have. If you're a saint and you've been through the refinement of God, you prayed it at some time in your life, God, thank you. You are good and you do good, and it is good that I have been afflicted because I have learned your statutes. It's in our DNA, it's, it's our calling. It's a great scripture. We'll go there some other time. Isaiah 63, 9. In all their affliction, he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In all of their afflictions, he was afflicted. Wow, he identifies. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. For I think, I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last as men condemned to death. 1 Corinthians 4, 9. We are fools for Christ's sake. I mean if you sign up for that today I'm a fool for Christ's sake I'm willing to be a fool for Christ's sake And then he skipped to verse 11 To the present hour we both hunger and thirst And we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless And we labor working with our hands Being reviled we bless Being persecuted we endure Being persecuted And then you can read over in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 Talks about persecution Which is just manifest evidence of the righteous judgments of God That you would be counted worthy of the kingdom In which you also suffer Did you you guys know that? If you desire to live godly You will be persecuted Okay It's part of the course How many of you say it's part of the course? How many of you still sign up for it? Jesus said if any man come after me He will deny himself Take up his cross And follow me Okay now another thing we're to endure 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 10 Says remember Verse 8 Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David Was raised from the dead according to my gospel For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer Even to the point of chains But the word of God is not chained Therefore I endure all things Say All things I endure all things for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So we endure all things for who? For the sake of the elect. If you quit, there is a real possibility. Some people will not make it into their inheritance in heaven. They'll not make it because you quit. You gave up. Now look in verse 11. Now I know some people define this one way. I want to just read 11, 12, and 13. Look what it says. This is a faithful saying. If we die with him, we shall live. If we endure, we shall also reign. We don't reign unless we endure. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Did you hear that? If we deny him, he will deny us. Well, how can you be certain? We'll look at the next verse. If we are faithless, God will remain faithful. What's that talking? I heard people quote that. Well, if I'm faithless as an excuse, God will be faithful to me. Yeah, he will. You deny him, he's faithful. He will deny you, buddy, just like you denied him. I'm telling you, this is serious scripture. For he cannot deny himself. People use that as an excuse perverted grace wow when you see that the right way it changes the whole thing flips it around how many of you know what i'm talking about they use an excuse well i'm faithless god still be faithful to me he's still gonna be faithful i can turn my back on him i can do what i want to do i can live like i want to live yeah yeah grace is not just You know this unmerited favor It is It's also the power of God That enables you to live what you've been called to live Not by might nor by power But by my spirits By the grace of God I tell you I can't go into big detail But there's stuff going on in churches in America Leaders I heard stuff I'm telling you I hope what I heard is not true (laughs) But what I've seen is God's going to shake the American church because not everybody that says they're part of his church Is a part of his church He's coming for a holy church A righteous people They're not ashamed of his holiness They know they can't achieve that holiness Apart from dying to self and him living through them They know that But we endure all things Paul said this We endure all things lest we hinder the gospel of Christ 1 Corinthians nine twelve. That's serious We could hinder if we do not endure. And then the last thing we endure, Matthew chapter 24, what does it say? Let's look over there. We're about to wrap it up. We're on the finish line. We're running the race. Do you know what's sad? Is it the last turn? There's going to be people that are going to drop out. I'm telling you. It's not because I'm prophesying it. I just read it in the book. They're going to drop out Things are going to get so shaky they are going to drop out You will not drop out We are not of those who draw back to destruction But those who endure Persevere to the saving of the soul Now Matthew chapter 24 And verse 9 Say I'm with you Then they will deliver you up To tribulation and kill you And you will be hated By all nations for my name's sake and then many will be offended and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And why must we endure? Look in verse 14. The reason is, is so, and this gospel of the kingdom. Now we've got to bring all this back to what Jesus said in Luke 22. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness, as evidence given with signs and wonders to all the nations and then the end shall come. Jesus said you are those who continue with me and so I bestow upon you a kingdom as my father bestowed upon me and you shall sit on the throne judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Look in the last scripture. Hebrews chapter 12. I want to show you something. This, I think I can wrap it all up. I think it can make sense. If not in up here, in here. It's not what we get up here. It's in here. There's something in the spirit. I'm going to pray and release. That, that anointing. That grace. God, I know you want to give the church grace for this hour. And uh, so anyway. 12 verse 1. Therefore. Now. Right before that are the great, uh, you know, great cloud of witnesses. Right, remember the great cloud of witnesses. How many of you know they're in this room? They join us. They join us on Sunday mornings because we invite them. I believe there's a balcony, and they're sitting. They think Bob Jones goes to the church in Fort Mill. No, he doesn't. He comes here. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know about all that stuff It's a mystery The mystery of the kingdom But therefore We also Since we are surrounded By so great a cloud of witnesses Let us lay aside every weight And the sin Which so easily ensnares us And let us run with endurance The race that is set before us Looking unto Jesus The author and finisher of our faith Who for the joy that was set before him Endured the cross Despised the shame And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then what you know in verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Okay here's some things that will enable us to endure. Number one. Keep the faith. And know that you're standing in a faith that's been passed down from generation to generation. It's a great cloud of witnesses. Marianne Hardiman, we had some leadership meetings this past week, and Marianne Hardiman said that she had a vision of the great cloud of witnesses and how we were standing on their shoulders. That's pretty cool. We're standing on the shoulders of Moses, Elijah, David, Samuel, Bob, and all the saints, Billy Sunday. D.L. Moody was standing on the shoulders of these great cloud of witnesses. And one thing that set them apart was they had faith. Therefore, remember, faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Keep the faith. Martin Powell, the guy that was here last week that was our 10-minute speaker, he said he felt faith here. I'm just, it's here. You have faith. You have faith. And it's larger than the size of a grain of mustard seed. Michelle, you know You know, Michelle, you're not the biggest kid on the block, but you got a big faith inside of you. It's okay if I share that. You know, we're just who we are. I'm not the biggest kid on the block either. A lot of bigger kids than me, but i got big faith. There are big people that have no faith. I'd rather be a little guy with big faith. You know what I mean. I'm not going to back off of these giants. Who are they? They're just demons. They're uncircumcised. I know a God who rules and reigns. And his kingdom is not only coming, something has happened. His kingdom has come. It happened when he rose from the dead. His kingdom, I bestow upon you a kingdom. So live by faith. Secondly, now this is real important. Lay aside every sin and the weight, the sin which so easily ensnares us. Do you know what weight, sin, it will weight you down. You cannot run the race very successfully if you're holding baggage. What do you do with the baggage? You lay it at the feet of the cross. You repent. You confess, God, this is baggage. It's sin. I agree. I confess it. I turn from it. I receive forgiveness. I turn. Repent means turn. Lay aside every weight. Some of you are going to drop off weights this morning. When you go out, you're going to feel free again. All right, I'm telling you. Because we all battle this struggle satan throws these weights yokes we think well a little bit of sin you know it'll be all right no it won't do it, it grows you let it in a little bit it comes in a whole bunch don't open the door say no I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he's able to keep me and to that day you got to stand firm against this junk remember Shackleton he had they would not allow their crew to even give thought to failure if they had it would have doomed their fate they would have failed because it was impossible with man so lay aside every sin and wait and that's a big weight around america right now called abortion and many many things well it's the church not the white house it's the church it's god's house That can help in this process of delivering a nation and seeing restoration. Hey, Kim, come on up and play that last song and let's get ready to have ministry. And then also it's a race. It's a journey. It's not over. It's not over. Back over in Luke chapter 22, verse 37, he said, These things that have been written concerning me will be accomplished. Were they accomplished? Yes, and much more. There's been everything written about him. And so it is with your life There is written out What God has purposed What God has determined And we, we want to be numbered among those not, only the tra- not numbered among the transgressors But be numbered among the overcomers What's he coming for In this hour, Revelation To him that overcomes I will grant to sit with me He's not coming for transgressors Who will be counted among the overcomers that's the question. And then look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto him. Keep your eyes on him. You look at yourself, you'll get depressed. You look at others, you won't be very impressed. You look at him, the author, the finisher. I'm not impressed in men. How many of you know what I'm talking about? No man or woman impresses me anymore. None. I don't, I'm not impressed. I'm impressed with the Son of God. And if I see the Son of God in men, then I'm, in, I'm a little bit impressed. You know what I mean? Because I'm looking for him. It's the anointing. And then don't grow weary. Because that's what that last verse says. Verse 4, consider him who endured such hostility from sinners. Think what he went through for you. He endured the cross, despised the shame. Set down at the right hand of God. But he says, consider him lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. We will reap if we do not grow weary. Continue to do good. And you will reap a great harvest.